Have you ever been pulled over for going five miles per hour over the speed limit? Good morning and thank you for joining us. What goes through your mind when you see a speed limit sign with the following information right below it? Speed limit strictly enforced. I travel the interstate system in our state frequently and it really surprises me of how many folks pay no mind whatsoever to the speed limit. It is it is very often to see drivers going 10, 15, even 20, 25 miles an hour over the limit. So does the law not apply to them? What are what is going through their mind? What what is their thought process? When one is going beyond the limit, there is a question that must be considered. Will I get pulled over and get a ticket? But there's another question we want to consider. Can they? Will they? Can they? In Romans chapter 11, Behold therefore the goodness and severity of God, verse 22, on them which fell severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off the goodness and the severity of God. Let's consider a few other verses. In the book of Hebrews in chapter 3, For we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Earlier in verse 6, Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast, the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. There's that word, if. If simply means conditional. Should the following conditions be met, here is the result. This word is used throughout the Bible. We read elsewhere in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, By which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain, or of no value, or empty. John 15, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. In Galatians 6, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. The Gospel of John 8.31, Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 2, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. Let's consider some examples of those that chose to go beyond the limit, go past the limits that God set, and the result of that. We read in Joshua chapter 6, the children of Israel were told to take the city of Jericho, and very specific instructions were told of how they were to go about doing this. One of the rules, one of the stipulations was that when they overtook the city of Jericho, anything of valuable, of value was to be given unto the temple, that it belonged to God. However, we read of one man, Achan, decided to keep some of the valuable goods for himself. In Joshua chapter 7, the first verse says, The children of Israel committed a trespass, interesting word, in the accursed thing. For Achan took of the accursed thing, that which God had told him not to, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the entire nation of Israel, the children of Israel. 
The children of Israel were sent to take over Ai after they had taken on Jericho, so a little bit farther down the line there. And when they were sent to take over Ai, the children of Israel, rather uh, happy over there taking the city of Jericho, decided it will only take about 3,000 men. So 3,000 men went to take over Ai, and they lost. 36 individuals lost their lives in that loss. And in Joshua chapter 7, we read, Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. We read in verse number 20, that Achan came and answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and silver under it. We read in verses 23 and following that he gathered all of this stuff along with himself and his family and himself. The family and all of these items were completely destroyed. We have another example of Nadab and Abihu. Nadab and Abihu were the sons of Aaron, the sons of the high priest. We read in Leviticus chapter 10 that Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. We believe there are a number of commandments, rules, regulations, guidelines that were not adhered to here. And as a result of that, the next verse, fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Exodus chapter 30 actually talks about those rules and regulations. Another example that Bible students were very familiar with was that of Uzzah. We read of Uzzah, of, of David in 2 Samuel chapter 6 regarding the story of Uzzah, that David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, and there were about 30,000 of them. He arose with all the people uh, that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant. And they set it on a cart. When they came upon the threshing floor, read in First Chronicles chapter 13, when they came upon the threshing floor, the cart moved, and it appeared apparently that the Ark of the Covenant was going to fall off. Uzzah, First Chronicles 13 and 9, put forth his hand to hold the Ark, for the oxen stumbled. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. The next verse we read that David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore, that place is called Perzuzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? number of lessons there that we can gain from. We can go back and we read uh, concerning the rules, the regulations, and the guidelines that 
Aaron and his sons and and all of those were given very strict instructions on, number one, they were not to touch anything, and they actually were instructed on how to carry the Ark of the Covenant, and that was to put poles through rings in order to carry it. So again, a number of things done against what God had specified for them to do, and as a result, Uzzah lost his life. What loving God would treat people like this? Well, looking back, when we see the entire story, we can, we can comprehend and we can understand. But when in the thick of things, as David, and we saw David's reaction to this, we can very easily perceive that God was being too harsh or too strict. This was what the children of Israel, as we talked about recently, thought about with the manna. A few guidelines were placed upon them to see if they would obey, and they did right the opposite. There is a Bible word to be considered at this time in our study. In 1 Peter chapter 2, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. All of these words are related, but that word deceit is the word we want to consider. The root of deceit is a decoy or to bait. The word craft also is related, as this was a term given to the serpent in the Garden of Eden we also have talked about. Now, we would like to think that we're all too smart enough, we're too smart to to be deceived, but by definition, that's what deceit is, in that we are persuaded, we are pulled, we are attracted by something, and we're pulled away from that which we know is right. We can look back at some of the examples, and we can see where they went wrong. That word deceit is used a number of times. We're looking in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, and then what does it say? transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. So what was the appearance? That they were apostles of Christ. But what were they really? False apostles, deceitful workers that had transformed themselves. And no marvel, we read in verse 14, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. They're not wearing a sign. They're not wearing a name tag that says, don't believe me. I'm a false apostle. I'm a deceitful worker. But they showed and their appearance and they were accepted as apostles of Christ. In the letter to the church at Ephesus in chapter 5, this is a rather lengthy reading. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Listen to where it goes. But fornication, all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye therefore partakers with them. 
Try that again, Jerry. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light and the Lord walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in secret. We're told elsewhere in the book of Colossians, See to it that no man takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Back to our analogy of speeding. Drivers want to give the perception that they will not get pulled over. Some have methods of detecting where the police are through radar detectors or mapping devices that share some information, and, and it's almost like they are assured they won't be stopped, but if they see blue lights on the side of the road or they see a state trooper on the shoulder, they slow down, don't they? Yes, they know. They know they can get stopped, and the more they don't get stopped, the stronger the stronger the sense they have that they are not going to get stopped. We are given very vivid reminders of the severity of God, certainly the goodness of God, but also of God's strictness. Example after example, we are warned on not taking the bait, on not following the decoy, and we're warned to be very careful that we are not deceived. Let us remember one final point. Paul to the church at Galatia. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. That simply means to be laughed at. God is not to be laughed at. For whatsoever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap correction. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you again next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very pleasant good day.